0: Welcome to the Realty Chronicles.
1: A real estate podcast for people who hate real estate podcasts.
0: And we are your unlicensed laugh therapists. Laugh with us or laugh at us, I don't care, just listen. I'm your host,
2: Taylor McClure.
0: I'm your co-host Kimberly Scott.
2: And I stayed at a Motel 6 last night. <laughs> and I'm Travis. <laughs> and I'm Travis Wilson. <laughs> Why?
0: That was what?
1: perfect. Can you, it's add, so you can, good. Add, you can <laughs> edit it,
2: right? It is the Realty Chronicles, and we are here in Belmont, North Carolina today, which I love because Canapolis gets further and further every time I drive, and Taylor made like the hour drive today, so Mm -hmm. that's good. But we have a guest that didn't have to drive far at all. You could have probably walked. That's right. Um, A a local lender has had tremendous success over the last two or three years. I don't know how long you've been doing this. We can talk about it. Yeah.
0: Sorry, Kimberly, very, we still love you. Yeah, we
2: love you, Kimberly. <laughs> um, sorry you couldn't make it today. We we got a different lender on. No
0: competition. You
2: know, we <laughs> talked about this with our last guest. Yeah. It's a collaboration over competition. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, very well known in the community. Uh, happy to call you a friend and lending partner, Press Guy. Awesome. Yeah.
1: All Live applause. studio audience. Thank you, guys. <laughs> Press, yeah. if you clap, it sounds like more people's here. So, uh. <laughs> No, thank, anyway, yeah. thank you guys for having me. Seriously, it's uh, it's awesome to see how your platform has grown the last couple of months. And um, I love listening to it. And, you know, I know the miles are well worth it that are being burned up 85 north and south for it.
2: <laughs> we uh, ha- That's still inconclusive. Yeah. We don't know if that's worth it yet. <laughs> yeah. But uh, plenty mm-hmm. of miles have been driven, that yeah. is a fact.
1: Once it gets to December, though, here in a couple of days, like, Taylor might not want to be coming this way once McCaddenville is a thing. Oh, my you know. gosh, that is yeah. true. I love
0: Do you go see the Christmas lights, Taylor? I have in the past, but it is such a pain. Mm-hmm. I hate it. it, it <laughs> like I love the lights, but I hate yeah. well, I hate the drive and <clears throat> the traffic and just the enormous swarms of selfish people <laughs> around
1: Christmas time, the yeah. time of giving, but <laughs> it is quite it is quite the experience and I feel like for mm-hmm. me and Travis like, you know, being like born and raised <clears throat> here as well, it's more the nostalgia than it is the mm-hmm. glamour of the yeah. lights. I think. Yeah. Like if you go to Daniel Stowe Botanical Gardens for Christmas, it's like twenty bucks, and you get this whole experience with food trucks and drinks, walking through the lights, we'll and it's awesome. That. It's so cool, but it's not McAdenville because I don't. It just doesn't have that that childhood pool that I had. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, when you walk through McAdenville, as random as it is, you just see the you know that little you know. Like, there's a debate on what it is. If it's like you know a santa claus or like jack frost up there above the pond oh yeah and you just see it every year it's and it's santa. like this it's just this little like this little thing just like blowing snowflakes up in the air and you're like i have no reason to think that's amazing but it is every year <laughs> and it has know? to be there like it, you it has to for be there to mm-hmm. make sure it's there
2: yeah. Yeah. Right. And McCaddenville's changed through the years you know there was mm-hmm. a lot of the new construction yeah yep. the main part from wilkinson mm-hmm. and i
0: think the last time i was at McCaddenville, i saw greg olson <laughs> really uh-huh hey <laughs>
2: that's cool yeah
0: did you sell him a house no no I sure our
2: last guest may have yeah
0: who knows but uh, yeah when Greg Olson finally grew a brain and decided the Carolina Panthers were a dead end for him oh (laughs) gosh hey I don't know
2: because I just read an article that he would be open to he did he said that being the head coach if they were
1: to ask yeah he He said he said he would be interested in like interviewing if they were were interested in it I would be down for that when he
0: moves back Brett can sell him another house yeah there you go (laughs) and
2: and press can finance it. Um, yeah, this yeah. wasn't – oh, gosh. Well, you know what? I don't want to go down that sports sidetrack because we've mm-hmm. got press here. And yeah. <laughs> Hey, I'm always going to talk sports. So. <clears throat> Absolutely. <their laughs> Carolina basketball. <laughs> but, I know we can talk. Um, now, for NFL, you're not a Panthers fan. You're a Steelers yeah, fan. Right, right. right. And um,
1: it's more mm-hmm. Steelers fan by marriage. Okay. Uh, grew up a Redskins or Commanders fan. Yeah, like a lot of people around here right, in North right. Carolina. Right. My dad was that hard. Yep. Panthers before, like, 95. Exactly. 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 Right. So grew up like a Redskins fan, was never a huge NFL fan just because our family was always so interested in college sports and so big Tar Heel fans. But as I got married uh, to Karis, her Steeler her whole family are Steelers fans. Black family and yellow. Yeah. Black family, and yellow. friends, everything. And that go up to <laughs> Pittsburgh to watch games and mm-hmm. so my first wow. NFL game ever was a Steelers game. So Oh okay. You know, so now I've kind of just adopted them as my mm-hmm. team, you know, mm-hmm. just nice. from that standpoint. But one of my well, my first
2: NFL game was the Panthers playing the San Francisco 49ers. and I was young. I mean it was in the late nineties mm-hmm. and my mom had gotten tickets from work, so she took me to the game. Didn't care anything about football, but I, and you know how it is as a child. You There's so much you forget, but you have these key oh, sure. moments that kind of stick with you. Mm-hmm. I always remember going to that game, that's and the, we were like yeah. nosebleeds, baby, at the top. But it was fun, and uh, <laughs> yeah. so I've always just kind of been a Panthers fan. It's, it's difficult being a Panthers fan. It is. But mm-hmm. uh, not, you know, it's difficult being a, a Tar Heel fan sometimes, but at least they've got some yeah, consistency, you know, over time and the reputation. Panthers man, we need some help. (laughs) But anyway, you know, you've listened to some of the podcasts and you've seen some of the clips. So we'll, we we have questions we want to ask you regarding to the business of real estate and then just some fun stuff too. Oh yeah. I'm all about the fun stuff. I know. Mm -hmm. Um, And fun story, if you, if you didn't know this press guy, our guest and myself did a Instagram
0: live like almost two years ago, probably at Mm -hmm. this point. Didn't know what we were doing. Yeah. And, uh, anyway, your, your mom had actually messaged me <laughs> and said, Hey, Taylor, could you, like, possibly by any chance come That's and join hilarious. Travis's live at eight o'clock on, like, did a Wednesday? You, you said
2: you did, didn't you? Or did I was you? there
0: for the whole thing. <laughs> so so I was like, um, I'm not going to let Tammy down.
2: <laughs> okay. Well, Taylor was the number one guest we had on the yeah. live, clearly. <laughs> yep. Um, however, the second guest we had was Glinda Baker, you mm-hmm. know. Very well-known real estate agent. um, Wildly popular. And it's just so funny because I guess my mom was just messaging everybody. Mm -hmm. She messaged Glenda (laughs) Baker like, hey, it'd be funny if you came on to this live. My son's an agent and there's a a lender and they're both newer to the business. and. You know, and she actually did. We thought it was fake. We thought it was a
1: spam for a solid
2: forty-five minutes. I thought, yeah, for sure. Like, I'm like, Glenda Baker's not mm-hmm. coming to Ireland. And then you were
0: trashing her time. name. She's like, Glenda doesn't I'm have like, two yeah. ends. Like she doesn't even
1: spell it that way. <laughs> and and you're like, Glenda Baker, more like Glenda Faker, right? right? And yeah. you're just completely bashing her on their li- on the live. Yeah. <laughs>
2: well, and she finally joins, and she's like, first of all, Travis. I was trying to text you, and you're saying who's texting me right now? And then <laughs> um, she's like, it's second of all, I don't have eighty thousand followers. It's like ninety five or whatever
1: it was, and which mm-hmm. now it's a lot yeah. higher." And uh, I feel yeah. like we, at some point, then ended up asking her favorite cereal. That, that you that's did just how, that, That's how <laughs> that's how far the rabbit trail we had gotten by the end of that live. Yeah, yeah.
2: We, we were talking about our favorite cereal earlier in this sh- earlier in the uh, live, and I remember I think you said Captain's Cap. Yeah, Captain, right. Captain Crunch. Yeah, not the, no, not the
1: fish camp. Not the
2: fish camp.
0: Lord, that's it's a weird. That's a weird cereal Yeah, to have. You know,
2: I like to put some fried shrimp in a bowl and pour milk over it. And, uh, <laughs> you know, no, that's a fish camp close to us. Captain Crunch, right? Yeah, yeah, Captain <laughs> Crunch. Yeah. I couldn't remember. Do you like the the oops
1: all berries or just the uh, I like the mix. The... No, I like the mix. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a, yeah, I'm a mixer. Even though it just destroys the roof destroys of your mouth. Destroys the roof Absolutely wrecks it. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. however i haven't bought it in so long and i was in food line about a month ago and i bought a box it, this is gonna sound so weird but at first bite i thought of you i was like i get it now i forgot how
0: good this is, <laughs> there it is. There's, there's something, something. i don't it's, know yeah. what it is i don't it's even unique. know what flavor it is it's like exactly what is it's it? unique it's just good yeah mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. for sure so for those that weren't on the live what is <laughs> what are your favorite cereals <laughs> oh gosh well
2: i mean press said it basically his mm-hmm. yes. mm-hmm. captain Crunch. I don't even remember what I said at the time, and I'm such a I'm yeah, a cereal guy, say? and I like switching it up. Now, I mean, cinnamon toast crunch. I'll go with a classic, just Crispix. I love it the way they fill up with the milk, and it's just I don't know, it's good. Yeah, Captain Crunch. I love. It's hard for me to say now. Yeah. Um. But anyway, I've always what's loved up, Fruit man? Loops. You can come on in. We're just recording a podcast. <laughs> it's the it's the owner's son, so you know. <laughs> Mm -hmm. he gets a pass he can come in here and do whatever he wants that's right (laughs) but anyway so press tell us man you've how long have you been in the business you know why did you decide to get in the business i think that's always interesting to hear
1: yeah so you're like i'm asking myself the same thing right, right i feel like that's the question yeah so i got into the business august 2020 um we were right kind of post that initial shock wave of covid Oh, um, yeah. It was like that period where everybody got to work from home for like three or four months. Um, I was in a nine to five job and got to work from home finally and loved it, and was already starting to count down the days until I had to go back in the office. I knew I was like, it's going to come. You know, at that time, March twenty twenty, we thought, okay, April will be back in the office. Life will yeah, be back to normal. Yeah, fifteen days. Yeah, it just stop the spread, days to slow the spread, or <laughs> something. Yeah. So we got hmm. to that point, and I was like, I. I can't go back into an office for nine to five in Charlotte Yeah, coming from Belmont every day. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I can't do this. For 40, 40 yeah. years. That sounds miserable. Um, it will, and I was like, I mean, I felt like my quality of life was, you know, taking a hit. I felt like to a certain extent, my marriage was taking a little bit of a hit because I would mm-hmm. come in so grouchy every day and yeah. kind of just, oh, there was another hour of traffic. I got home at 6.30 today and, you know, instead of 6, and it was already dark, you know, and I was like, gosh, yep. and this every day just kind of drug on by. And I, There's probably, in retrospect, ways I could have, you know, just gotten over myself and sucked it up. <laughs> like
2: um, listening to the Realty Chronicles right, on your right. drive to work. I'll bet. Well, Spotify.
1: <laughs> that's where ultimately I would have probably ended up was just <laughs> on, on a real estate uh, podcast, listening to it on those drives home. But yeah. um, we got to the point where I was like, okay, I can't do this anymore, and um, I talked to my aunt at that time. It was probably June or July at that point, and I was mm-hmm. like, hey, I'm looking. I just got to get a career change. I have. Yeah. Um, a bachelor's in psychology a master's in organizational psychology. So I thought I was going to do something like performance management consulting through some HR companies, um, something like that along those lines. But I just realized I was like, I can't do like this nine to five. And so um, long story short, um, my aunt um, got me in touch with another top producer at American Security Mortgage, which is where we are and uh i worked with him his name is troy Meeks. we had an awesome couple years with him worked as his loan officer assistant through the big refi boom um and kind that of that was just, a good time for yeah, you guys, it, right? it was well was i mean i wasn't originating yet so i didn't yeah. get uh, i didn't get to reap the the benefits from it but gotcha it was a good time to learn because there were so many files this absolutely just got thrown into the fire which was great for me because i had no option but to learn um, fast forward to um september 2021 my daughter spencer is born and right in that moment uh right i mean five minutes after she's born you just get this enormous like feeling coming over you that like yeah. i'm, I'm a mm-hmm. like i'm a dad i'm an actual right. father yeah. <laughs> and all the pressure that you i just innately put on myself in that moment had me in like ultimate provider mode mm-hmm. and i was like i got to i got to get out on my own i got to do this thing i got to start originating <clears throat> making relationships i got to get out from like this assistant role yeah. um and troy graciously gave me uh the freedom to kind of start pursuing originating and kind of peel off from his assistant role nice um which was great so over the next course of the year which puts me through most of last year 2022 um i started originating build relationships um was blessed enough to win co-rookie of the year at our company for for what we produced last year wow. um so that was an awesome opportunity that's for a me. huge accomplishment it was, like it was awesome that mm-hmm. early on well even still this early on right. in right it was that. it was a huge <clears throat> honor i was super humbled by it um and have a great company to kind of have my back to do that but for sure um Kind of fast forward to earlier you know, this year, or actually later this year, so more into August and September, um, I mentioned at the beginning, my aunt is one of our top producers at our company. Mm -hmm. And uh, she's kind of the reason I got into the business and kind of has helped me get to where I am. Um, We decided to team up. And so I joined her team. Her team is Team Lending by Design. Um, They're an awesome group of loan officers still within American Security Mortgage, so same company. Um, But being on her team has been awesome, kind of this family thing with the aunt and her nephew and, you know, it's, it's been, it's been really great. So that's yeah. a short, I mean, a very quick overview of kind of how I got into it, where we are now. And uh, yeah, I love it. I love it. Sweet.
2: I'm sure she, you know, was able to help you in the beginning some, but did it benefit you to be with somebody else and sort of learn the business and then join back up with your aunt who was already established? Sure. Because I think, I think to my mom, who's an agent that helped me get started so much, but It wasn't really until I kind of went with some other people, other agents on a listing appointment and different things to see how other people do things, too, that I kind of found my own style. And then my mom and I didn't do as much. I kind of found my own style. Sure. And now we're finding more ways to to work and help each other. and And I'm still to this day. I learned stuff from her. Yes. She's able to learn some things from me now. and Absolutely. we. It's funny because like at the beginning of the year, we were like, hey, we'll kind of do our own thing but still promote the Wilson team, Sure, back up each other, and uh, we kind of did our own thing a little bit. And now we're kind of – we're still doing that, but we're kind of helping on some others. Like we closed with yep. um, some buyers yesterday. Yeah, I saw that. Um, mm-hmm. So it's, it's cool. It's interesting. So, yeah, do you think it helped to maybe be with somebody else?
1: Oh, for sure. I would say definitely. <laughs> you know, there's – especially when it comes to i know real estate's the same as like mortgage lending there's so many different ways to be successful and there's not just one mm-hmm. cut and dry way to be a you know a producer in your world you guys' world my world great mm-hmm. um so yeah. kind of getting to see how my mentor troy when i first started mm-hmm. got to do things he had a totally different approach um than my aunt does and so and her name's aaron finnan and she's you know very much in tune with her real estate agents mm-hmm. and does a lot of awesome events and really networks really well and troy is like an amazing numbers guy yeah um, he went to yale he wouldn't if he oh, wow. to this, he doesn't want like i'm always like yeah he went to yale and that's kind of he wouldn't <laughs> want to like people didn't like know that but he is an amazing numbers guy and so get to Getting to hear him on the phone with clients and getting to walk them through you know, the numbers and scenarios and ways to strategically like, you know, structure alone um, was super great for me. And so I got to kind of see two people do really well in the industry, um, which has kind of allowed me to pull some from here, pull some from there. And then really our whole company is really great at like the top producers being very, um, very open to collaborating with younger people that yeah. are new in the business. And so you get to pull from all these type of people to kind of determine what kind of loan officer you want to be. Um, but yeah, I mean, definitely, I think it was, it was definitely for both of us, for my aunt and I, it was great for both of us to be separate at first. yeah, uh, cause I think it really does make it this much sweeter now that we're, we were kind of doing this together. And,
2: and the team you're on, there's what, seven or eight people right now. Uh,
1: so loan officers, there's, um, <clears throat> I think five okay. other loan officers besides me, mm-hmm. um, and they're all super awesome. I mean, I mean, I'm learning from them every day. They like yeah. just mm-hmm. what they do and how great they are at their craft. It's been, I mean, it's been two or three months of just absolutely amazing learning. Nice that's for sure.
2: Well, congratulations on all the Thank success you. you've had and Thank the continued you. success and. I know we've talked, and I don't know when somebody may be listening to this so rates could change and stuff, but right. it's such a up-and-down business. In 20 minutes when we... You know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's such an up-and-down business, and there's ebb and flow to it, and we've talked about this so much, but you, I think you and I and, and Taylor, we've all been in the business close to the same amount of time, three mm-hmm. years or so, um, give or take, and we're kind of starting to see some of that establishment where sure. mm-hmm. you get some of the repeat referral or... I've always said when you when you started a new job or real estate, you have to sort of convince people or prove to people you know what you're doing because they've yeah. got this seven hundred thousand dollar home. Mm-hmm. Hey, this punk just got his real estate license. <laughs> yeah. Like, why would I trust this guy that's never done a deal right. with the biggest transaction of my life? And we yeah. talked about this with uh, Brett Caraway that I know you know and have partnered with before, and he always said like you got to have somebody you can go to and be able to bounce ideas Mm -hmm. off absolutely so um so for you obviously you have your aunt is there anybody else that you have in in the industry whether it's a realtor or i mean it could be a you know somebody outside of the business altogether that you go to for encouragement
1: or questions or do you have somebody else
2: like that yeah so
1: um i mean you obviously we talk all the time Mm -hmm. about you know just being new in this industry and you know well well, i think we said it yesterday on the phone you know i consider anything less than five years you know somewhat new to sure. the industry still um i mean the chats we've had about hey you know it's you know what we're doing now is just kind of you know we're getting ready for the harvest right we're about yeah. to reap what we're, we've been sowing um and so that's been a huge encouragement for me is just somebody even outside of lending kind of talk about what you're doing and yeah. you know in times where it's easy to get discouraged you know and when the market gets tough um it's been great to have kind of a resource like you just to kind of bounce ideas off of and so you don't have to just no, say no. Me <laughs> press just because we're here <laughs> no he's
2: making up all of this well folks, then you have people so, you know don't too call
1: me. no i'm just kidding and now, you, you know and you know presley um, oh yeah presley's been great um, mm-hmm. we've partnered together for a couple of years now and she's <clears throat> killing it um, oh absolutely and so cool to see kind of her just take off with things and kind of encourages and motivates you to kind of be be kind of the best at what you do Mm -hmm. um but kind of outside the industry i mean my wife is huge i mean we talk Mm -hmm. about things and she's kind of not in real estate but she's um, like an admin for a GC, so she kind of we kind of almost oh, okay. intermingle into the same realm sometimes. So it's there, yeah, exactly. We're a little bit, but just um, especially you know in a tougher market, it's been you know she's been encouraging, and it's it's been it's always nice to come home to somebody who you know is gonna is kind of on your side at all. For times. sure,
2: yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I just think it's funny you talk about your wife being there to support you and stuff, and my wife supports me, and and I love she doesn't really like get in too much of the details. Right. But she's always there to support. Exactly. And even on some of like the Instagram videos and stuff, she's like, that's stupid. I don't think that's funny. <laughs> right. But, you know, if you feel like it's, I'm here to support you. Mm-hmm. But I was thinking about that one day. And I kind of appreciate that more. I would rather have that than a wife that's like, have you been making phone calls? Are you emailing people? What are you doing to grow your business? <laughs> you know, I'm glad that I have somebody that's just there to just be supportive and be like, you do your thing. You exactly. Yeah, I'm going to take care of these things. You do your thing. But mm-hmm. um, but our, our broker in charge here was saying, her son the other day, she said something, and I forget how old he is, but a little younger, and he said, are they still in their due diligence period? And I just thought that's hilarious. It shows, you know, if you're a real estate agent, if you're a mortgage lender, your family mm-hmm. is going to know some Absolutely. of these things and what's going on because yeah. they're going to see you on the phone all the time and making texts and emails and talking about deals and um, it's fun. Yeah, but you do mm-hmm. have to separate it a little bit, you know, to, like talking about that. How do you separate the family time and the work time? And you make a commitment to family, and then you get this call. Do you ignore the call? Potentially lose a deal. Do you take mm-hmm. it? You lose the time with your family, and then maybe the deal doesn't even go through anyway. Right?
1: How, did, how have you personally found ways to sort of try to balance the family work? Life? Yeah, that's that's like the million dollar question. And I think I mean I think even you and I have touched on this in the past as well. It's it's this huge you know pressure really um, as a father and as a husband, um, but also as a professional to make sure that you're balancing things correctly. Um, And healthily. And so um, for me, you know, the biggest the biggest thing has been making sure that I don't overwork to a point to where there's obviously serious neglect on any part where they can tell Mm -hmm. that like, oh, my gosh, he's been working and missing this and missing that. Um, But the beauty of our industry, I think, is that even though we do work on weekends, um, you know, we're might be late at night or early in the morning, there are like lulls in the week where you can replace that. And Mm so I've not been afraid Yeah, if I know I'm going to do an open house with a, with an agent on a Saturday, or I know I've had, have three or four clients shopping over, you know, they're going to go look at houses over the week. And I know I'm probably going to be on my computer running scenarios. Then if it's a Thursday and it's 11 o'clock and I mean, I'll go, we'll go to the park, you know, for a little bit and just kind of make up. There's the beauty of our industry is that the flexibility does allow you to, be present at different times. And I think it's just Mm -hmm. strategically and being intentional about those times. Um, and then obviously knowing at the end of the day that, you know, your job isn't your identity, um, you know, without going too much into it, obviously my faith is a huge part of kind of how I operate and kind of my, the worldview and the the lens in which I just view work and relationships and, um, everything like that. And so knowing that my identity is not on how well I perform. Um, and it's on the finished work that Jesus did on the cross is been a huge relief um, for me in this industry because it is so, it does feel so pressure and you know performance oriented you see post closings posted and under contract and we're working with this person and they're working with this person we're doing mm-hmm. 10 deals and you know i did this and this i closed two million in three days and you know yeah, and you're you don't like, see any of
2: that from taylor <laughs> and i but i
1: understand you know yeah. he understood you right, right.
0: So and then we've seen that too we've seen it
1: to <laughs> right like, I, mean, I have no idea what that's like but we've seen it so no well yeah. you guys you guys do awesome but the it, it's really the thief of comparison is sure. is mm-hmm. really rampant in our industry and so Kind of keeping your priorities in check from that end has been is is vital, really, um, and just kind of keeping your head down and doing what you do, and mm-hmm. just trusting that the business is going to come there come because you're doing the things mm-hmm. you know that you're supposed to be doing on a daily basis. Yeah. yeah,
2: and don't be offended, Taylor's got a baby at home. He yawns every sentence I say. <laughs> yeah, he's not he's, yawning at you. He's, he's uh, six
0: months old, and oh, he yeah. is. He did like back to back teething where he got his bottom teeth in, mm-hmm. and uh-huh. they just cut through, and so we're like, oh good couple nights and then <laughs> bam now he's swollen gums again and you're <clears throat> like well,
1: no, no 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 you just had one you can't do it again this exactly, way exactly yeah. yeah and, and i feel bad say, are you into- getting any sleep
0: yet i feel bad like yawning because yeah. molly will oftentimes like take care of like the feedings at night and stuff right. yeah but i will more often than not stay up later because You know, sometimes he needs to be settled back down or whatever. Mm -hmm, He's not hungry, so it's a. I like to say it's a trade off, but I think sometimes she does more than I do. Oh, yeah. I mean, she does. Yeah, she does do more than I do. I should. I should give her that credit because she deserves it. (laughs) Yeah, and and because she might listen. So of course we're gonna. (laughs) She she definitely will not. If my
2: wife's listening, then she she deserves all the credit and work (laughs) too. I just want to
0: say she's the best ever. Yeah. Um, And I love her. It It is tough. I really do, though. It is tough to be. (laughs) Why did that sound painful? (laughs) Yeah. That sounded like. I really do
2: love her. I swear.
0: Travis Blink Um, three times if you're okay. Yeah. 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 yeah, Anyway. (laughs) Uh,
2: No, I think one of the things you said was being intentional about Mm -hmm. your time. Mm -hmm. What does that mean to you? Because I, I, I think I understand for me, I could spend an hour in the living room and my kid be on the couch. And my kid be on the iPad and I'm on my phone. Right. Or we could spend 15 minutes playing checkers. or Exactly. Something. Is that?
1: Yeah. What you mean by absolutely. that? And what that means to you? For some? sure. And and just, I mean, making certain things a priority, regardless, like meal times. Um, i think we've done a good job we've tried to have one sit down meal a day yes um we do no screens day, right. at dinner, and that's and uh, and that's that's that rules for me too like yeah. we don't oh, we, i know it's hard. i mean it's, it's, it, it is it is hard and yeah. like even if you have to leave your phone in another room oh, no, i like, got instagram
2: under the table sometimes <laughs> i ain't gonna lie I'm under the table working need, on something. need your but.
1: little fix, like,
0: <laughs> I just need a reel, just need a reel. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm editing like, videos. Just look, at yeah. one, just look at one. But yeah. the, even if
1: – and talking about kind of our industries being – and I know for you guys, you probably do a lot of, like, post-work showings for nine-to-five people. who can't just get out in the middle of the day. Yes. And so, mm-hmm. you know, if we know we're going to be – you know, I'm going to have an event one night. You know, we might try to make it, you know, breakfast or lunch that we're all just kind of sitting down. But it is hard because you know this industry does it does Mm -hmm. pull you different ways. I mean, then even if you're not in the real estate industry, just life in general just pulls you different ways. And so the intentionality behind your actions is, is huge. In I don't know. I just you hope you're doing enough, and but then you realize at the same time the same way that you view you know, your performance at work It's it's hard, you know, you want to make sure you're not doing that to yourself as a husband and a dad too. um, knowing that, you know, am I, am I doing enough? Am I being good enough as a dad, yeah. as a husband? i mm-hmm. um, just kind of resting in the fact that, you know, your family, you, you kind of, you're blessed because you get to do what you do on a daily basis. And, we're not sitting behind a desk right now we're sitting right. beside we're sitting on a rectangular yes, wooden table, a table. So, which is you know it's you know, totally different exactly so
2: <laughs> if you had to come in and be forced to sit <laughs> right. at this table instead of having to go to a desk job exactly but, uh, exactly yeah. well yeah man um, it's it is hard and it's hard with I still feel like we haven't even seen all the different cycles and the times in real estate and the different markets right and, and i don't know that we necessarily will super soon around here just because we're right outside of Charlotte, North Carolina. There's so much demand for uh, housing inventory here, and there's yes. such little inventory mm-hmm. that even in other parts of the United States where we're seeing markets really become like a buyer's market, homes just sitting, and we have some of that here. I'm still seeing homes in our area going multiple offers under contract, and if it's priced right and marketed correctly, mm-hmm. it's still pretty crazy it's in our wild. area. So. And we always talk about it, regardless of where rates are and what time of year it is, if there's seasonal dips or whatever's going on, there's always people moving, whether it's a a retirement, uh, they're downsizing, there's Mm -hmm. a death in the family, somebody's getting married, you're having a kid. Like People are always moving and Mm -hmm. buying and selling, and I just want to be the guy that's out there (laughs) that can get some of that. Exactly. Mm -hmm. It might get easier soon because so many real estate agents have quit this year. Which is just wild. Has the same thing yeah, happened in lending? Litters, or, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, we talked to, Kimberly said it on one of the last podcasts, and I don't know how much she was joking. She's like, I might oh. get my real estate license. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. I don't know if that would be any better or not, because <laughs> I'm sitting here
1: going, I might get my mortgage license. Yeah, like, yeah. maybe I should
2: try that sometime. Yeah.
1: Yes. Um, but I think I think I read a stat. Not too long ago, that was like I think a hundred people moved to Charlotte every day. Wow! And it's like that's, that's crazy. It's insane. Like it's, like you said, so many of the woes that our country as a whole has seen in the mm-hmm. real estate market, like this area has been really immune to like the, mm-hmm. the really bad you know woes of that of this time. I mean, it's gotten slower for sure, um, but I think it's it's so much worse in so many other areas. It's, yeah. It's, and we don't really feel that because we're so kind of heads down doing our day-to-day stuff here Mm -hmm. Uh, but if you look at it bigger picture it's it's crazy kind Mm -hmm. of how much charlotte's still growing you know yeah oh yeah Mm
2: -hmm. um i've got a question because uh i just think this is interesting and it's kind of a hot debate sometimes between agents and lenders i see real estate agents on social media saying get pre-approved go get your pre-approval get your pre-approval before you come to me I think that's crazy. Like, I want you to come to me without a pre-approval, so that we can talk about what are your goals, what's going to be, what do we think is going to be the best loan type, and then so I can tell people, here's my local people that Mm -hmm. I've worked with that I know how they work, I know I can reach them and do that. But I know from a lender perspective, like you're probably going to say, no, come to a lender first, right? Do you like? Do you think? Would you rather somebody come to you, or would you rather get that referral from an agent? Like somebody saying, "That's a, gr- a really hey, go good to- question." Yeah. In my mind, I almost think the referral from the agent might be stronger because it, sure. it's sort of mm-hmm. the agent kind of giving credibility to you, right? As opposed to somebody just finds you online or on a oh
1: no, sure, you know, a
2: bench and they call you, right? So, exactly. <laughs> so, what what are your thoughts on that? If that even made sense, I know, I kind of. So rambled I'm, that I question am very
1: out. largely invested in the referrals from agents like that is I don't really I don't really pay for much marketing outside of you know just your basic stuff Um, but don't pay for leads you know direct leads or anything like that Um, I mean I market myself some you know to an extent but I don't buy billboards and signs everywhere and bench things Not that there's anything wrong with that um, but I love the agent relationship, and I think that's so vital to the to the loan process and to the home buying process in general. Um, I was talking to somebody the other day about it. I was like, I want, I want the client after the closing to be to, to realize the lender and the agent were so in sync that they just think we work for the same company. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I had an agent one time that was that were. I mean, a client one time that was saying. Um, yeah, so you and so-and-so, y'all just like work together every day at, at this company and it was their firm. And I was like, no, no, I, I'm a lender. I work for American Security <laughs> yeah. Mortgage. She was like, oh, well, y'all just, I thought y'all worked together. And that was like one of the biggest compliments that I think both of us have ever gotten. Yeah. Um, because it was so smooth and we knew each other and how we work and the client felt that and they felt mm-hmm. at peace about it because they didn't have to be this weird mediator between a lender they like and an agent they like. And right. Hey, here's X, Y, and Z lender and here's you know, A B and C real estate agent. Let's let's you guys work together and I am gonna I'm gonna use both you guys and it's kind of you know how that feels. It's kinda of wonky at first, right? right. It's kinda mm-hmm. like, hey, yeah, so I'm a real estate agent, and you're a lender, so <laughs> I guess we gotta do this thing together. Right. right. And it's so it's weird. But yeah, I would I would definitely love like the relationship that a the referral from you guys brings, mm-hmm. um, but then on the flip side, you of know, you want the, people to come, to right, you anyway. right. Like you want the business. Well, sorry. that's really and, and, it, and that's and that's you know, when it comes to us directly, it's great. Usually, family, friends, or you know, people have seen us on socials or past clients that you know. It, but it kind of lets us return the favor, yeah, um, and kind of oh, I can yeah. say, you know, hey, you know, hey, you know, let's say this agent, you know, they're this client referred mm-hmm. us. Well, hey, you know, I'm glad glad you reached out to me first, but we, you know, I use, he, they used me. Travis referred them to me, so you need to reach out to Travis too and make sure Damn. we can get a, you know, and kind of return that favor that we get from. Or you they're guys. looking in like Waxaw and you right. know an
2: agent out there, and you're able to call and right, like I said, give them that lead, which of course the realtors love, right? And that will make them want to oh, reciprocate reciprocate sure. exactly and use you more, and uh, yeah, that's mm-hmm. cool. But I, I'm just always kind of curious about that because I'm I'm torn. I mean, if you come to me and you're pre-approved already, obviously fantastic. If sure. You got somebody you want to work with. That's happened plenty of times. Maybe you bought a house with them six years ago, and they did great. I get all that. Uh, but I love to at least have the opportunity to say, check out some of these people right. too and talk to them. And what I love with um, you, and I mean, really, I should say this with any of the local lenders, because I'm not sending a lender out that I don't fully trust, you sure. know what I mean, to recommend. But you, we talked about this with Kimberly a couple weeks ago. You always look at the bigger picture. And it's not always just... Client comes to you, hey, I'm going to put seventy five thousand down, and here's what I want to do. Okay, here's your rate. Right, like there's lenders that do that, and oh, you'll sure. sit down and say, hey, let's pay your car off. Yeah. Hey, let's pay this. Um, I don't know, home equity line of credit off, or let's open you a home equity line yeah, of credit. Yeah, exactly. You look at the bigger picture and and say, hey, instead of putting that seventy five down, maybe you put forty down, pay
1: these off. You're going to get a better rate. Exactly. Now you Absolutely. got a better payment. Um, mm-hmm. I, I love that you do that. And that's, and you have to, like, it's just like you said, you can, if, you know, if you want to be that lender, then go work for big online guy, you know, (laughs) um, if you just want a quick little, I just want to quote real quick and so then I know I'm good to go, but there's something to truly partnering with the agent and truly partnering with the client um, to kind of make them know that you're the expert and you're gonna kind of handhold them through the process, especially for first time home buyers who, which I work with a ton of first time home buyers and absolutely love it. Mm-hmm. But it gets gives you the chance from day one to show your value um, mm-hmm. and to show them why you're more than just a vendor or a commodity, you know, you're not, you're, you're an actual asset to their home buying process. You're not just a means to an end. And so, Mm -hmm. um, kind of listening to what their needs are or what they're trying to get across, you know, like you mentioned, if you hear someone that's very payment conscious and they're like, I just, I can't go above 2300, our budget is so tight. I I just do not want to go above 2300. I do not want to go above 2300. And you're like, okay, well, I can't get the rate below that you're like, so there has to be another way. And you're like, well, are you thinking holistically about your debt profile? Right. And you, you touched on mm-hmm. it. You're, well, you might be okay with a $2,300 mortgage if you get rid of that $400 car payment. Right. And so so how about put less down because it's easier to pay off something. You know, more down payment doesn't equate to that as quickly as paying off debt does. Um, mm-hmm. And so, like you said, it's just looking at everything holistically is is really vital. And it's what really can set you apart for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome.
2: If you if you have a client right now, they're a buyer client, and this is totally hypothetical. Let's say they're under contract, um, or they're they're writing an offer, and they have talked to the agent and they've asked your opinion. And it's five hundred thousand dollar home, and or say they have gone under contract, and the seller said we'll give you fifteen thousand dollars in closing costs mm-hmm. or seller concessions or whatever. I guess you still have to see the individual situation, but do you think it's better to use it as closing cost or is there a is it better to do like a permanent rate buy down sure um, I guess it just depends on the situation but like what are your thoughts on that And because you're seeing more seller concessions oh for sure
1: right and I think and you goes, got different options. Yeah, no, there's there's a lot of options. Well, and the first thing we would do is when we want to make sure that the seller credits is within like the compliance guidelines right. for the, you know, certain percentages, government loans are a little higher at six percent usually um, of the sales price can be, you know, used towards seller concessions. But um, after that it really goes back to that initial I mean, it sounds crazy, that initial phone call that you mm-hmm. had during the pre approval process, like listening to what their needs are. What are yeah. what are what are they after? What is their biggest concerns? What is the, are they, you know, out-of-pocket cash-to-close conscious? Are they okay with a little higher payment if it means they can put 5000 and keep it in their pocket? Um, so going back to that is it kind of does, you know, depend on, you know, the situation and the individual and what's important to them. Um, if they are out-of-pocket, you know, conscious, then let's go ahead and eliminate all those closing costs as best as we can and then see what we have left over. Yeah. Um, there's temporary buy-downs, which are really popular to, you know, if they're payment-conscious and it can remove, you know, make their rate 2% lower for the first year then 1% Mm -hmm. lower for the second year. And hopefully by then they're gonna be able to refi. Um, But kind of, it's just like a little bit of everything. I had a client do a one-oh buy down plus a permanent buy down and pay for a little bit of their closing costs with $10,000. And so they kind of used a little bit of everything to kind of make it, you know, they weren't as concerned about one specific thing, but they're like, I'll take a little off my payment and a little out of pocket and we'll just use it all and make it all work, you know? Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think, that like it goes back to listening and you know, actively listening and not just viewing it as a transaction and, you know, trying to hurry up and get the application. Let's hurry up. Okay, yeah, yeah, great, great. What what was your name again? Let, yeah. Right. Okay. What's your email? Let me get you the application and just uh, I'll let you know when you're pre approved. Yeah. You know, it's more than that. Mm-hmm. Well and I,
2: I'm glad that you take the time to really go through the process and maybe you can touch on a little bit of y'all's process for the pre approval because it's not necessarily the same and we talked about we've talked about this with plenty of guests how your reputation your reputation in the industry matters yeah if I'm a listing agent and we get five offers and one of them is pre-approved from press guy I, I know they're pre-approved sure like you're not wasting your time right you're not putting something out there just for somebody to feel good like you're going through and um, and, and I know your reputation I know what you've done in the business if I see it it's from you know billy's funding service like i've never <laughs> seen it and it's out of you know i don't know ohio or something mm-hmm. i don't yeah. have as much confidence mm-hmm. and it's still the seller's choice right. on what offer they pick but the lender you have matters it and does. their relationship in the community and um,
1: their reputation for sure so mm-hmm. and that's what i always tell folks as well as is, is, you know the big thing is that um you know there's it's not just your reputation on the line when you're doing a pre-approval um number one it's it's the well number one is the client's yeah. you know money especially mm-hmm. in a in a period where Probably when rates, yeah, right, absolutely. When yeah. the rates come back down, you're gonna we're gonna go right back into high due diligence, you know, yeah. checks again. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, number one is their money's on the line when you issue a pre approval. Mm-hmm. If you go under contract, you've issued a pre approval uh, that wasn't thorough, and two weeks into the process, they have to terminate because you didn't do your job. Yeah, and that's mm-hmm. on you. Yeah, um, they ultimately have to pay. They're gonna have to pay. You know, lose that due diligence, and they're not gonna get that back. Um, and that's on you. Like that's, and especially with first-time home buyers, like that is weighty. You know, oh, they, yeah. I mean, fifteen hundred dollars. I mean, no matter what the amount is, if it's 500, 1500, yeah. 5,000, like mm-hmm. you don't know what that means to someone. Yeah. Um, and so I know what it means to me. <laughs> right, <Yeah>. right. <laughs> that's a lot. Yeah, absolutely.
2: 5,000 um, would change my life right now.
1: That's, so. And so that's number one. And the number two is the agent that referred you, their reputation is on the line. So mm-hmm. let's say the same scenario, you issue a pre approval, two weeks later, you're terminating because the lender didn't do their job. That listing agent is now looking at you as a buyer's agent and saying, I'm not sure I can trust. What you're bringing to the table when you make an offer, even if you never use that lender ever again, and you bring a second lender, they're going to say, "Well, Travis, they preferred that lender that didn't really do the job last time. Do I trust that he's actually found somebody that can can do the job?" Um, And so, and they don't forget it too. I promise you, agents remember that's the one that this deal Mm -hmm. fell through. Absolutely, and And, and, and that's the biggest, one of the biggest compliments we can get in the industry, at least for me personally, is. You know, once we've gone on under contract, and I reach out to the listing agent like we always do, and introduce, hey, hey, I'm the lender, and they're like, I'm so relieved to see that you're the lender on this one. We yes. were nervous about it, the buyers were nervous about it, or the sellers were nervous about it. But I told them, I know you, mm-hmm. and you know you're going to get the job done, and they're going to be able to sell their house and be able to move to you know a beautiful island in Florida or something. Right. So mm-hmm. that's cool, man. Yeah.
0: Do you have any um, like your go to story like? You know that you tell everyone either it was a nightmare or it was just phenomenal somebody
2: bought a car the day of closing or yeah, something right right and uh-huh. everything or
1: uh so nothing i mean no because he's good knock, yeah. well, no. <laughs> he, well, <laughs> knock. he vets them out he gets good people knock on wood we did have um an issue in the past that came up out of nowhere that there was a concurrent contract on the property uh that our appraiser mm-hmm. came back and flagged and said <laughs> that basically um there's an LLC that is buying the property two days before we close uh, for a significant amount less from the current owners. And so our contract oh, is from so it's these, like
0: an assignment of contract? Like a fl-
1: yeah, it's just mm-hmm. a flip, wow. like a wholesale type thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I've never seen that. Um, I can't go into too much of the right, details because right. it's mm-hmm. so fresh still mm-hmm. but um that one kind of was like a holy cow this was this was out of nowhere but luckily mm-hmm. i mean there's been no horror stories mm-hmm. um
2: was there a resolution to that one yes we're, still, we're gonna close okay so right, well, at the end good. of the day we're, we've
1: we're closing you know Hallelujah. so yeah <laughs> <laughs> we'll take that for sure yeah, yeah so that I would say that's the weirdest thing i probably encountered was not knowing that there was another contract on the on the same property at the yeah. same time mm-hmm. um, but no luckily I mean no crazy horror stories yet, Mm -hmm. which is which is a great thing. Well, I had one that I don't know why I just
2: thought of this, but I had a lender one time. I was representing the sellers. So obviously this buyer agent brings their buyers and they've got this lender and I don't know know them at all. They send over this great pre approval. Conventional. They're like cream of the crop. They're, you know, (laughs) fifty percent like these people can buy the White House if they want they can buy anything they want to. It's Mm -hmm. so good. Um, and then it's like a week before closing. Oh, we're going to have to be delayed. Why? The lender needs more paperwork. Why? The appraisal was like a day after we went under contract. I mean, they had the appraisal out oh, quicker yeah. than I've ever seen. Appraisal's good. Inspection's good. Like, and it was kind of even a, a later closing. Like, there should be no hold up. Right. Well, he comes back and he says, well, these buyers have a bank statement loan, which you don't see much of. Right. As much. I feel like you don't. And... Some forms are now being required and we're going to have to do this. And then they come back, well, we're going to have to switch loan types. This one's not going to work. And uh, that agent, like to your point about it, reflect on the agent, that agent was like, I've worked with him all the time. This never happened. And I'm like, well, I know it's not really your fault, but this lender should not have sent me a pre-approval telling me conventional loan and right. mm-hmm. you know all this money down if, if dude can't buy it. Right. Yeah. And fortunately... Oh, my gosh. That agent ended up kind of telling me, like, yeah, he shouldn't have got that pre-approval. Like, I'm so sorry. But we all got it worked out, and he changed loan types and stuff. But it's so important who you work with. And the lender, if you're a buyer and you're financing any part of the home, Mm -hmm. you need a
1: good local lender. Yeah. in my opinion that's going to take sure. care of you mm-hmm. I know I hate I mean I listen to you guys and I'm like I, I wish I had a cool story about something like <laughs> so The guy <laughs> applied crazy. for a loan and he went under contract and turns out that wasn't him and he was a CIA uh, yeah. like <laughs> undercover or something And was a mask and uh, yeah. like, a a mask. security showed up at my house was like just issue the pre-approval like mm-hmm. we, this is like witness protection they gotta have the house <laughs> and I'm like whoa what's going on <laughs> yeah. yeah no nothing like that yet
2: but, but nothing good you're like well we, we had a delay one time for two days and it closed <laughs> but you know no, this business is tough. Do what you got to do.
1: Always be closing. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, man, we've uh, we've been kind of switching up some things a little bit, and we love hearing about the real estate business side of it, but we like to have mm-hmm. some fun, too. Oh, yeah. So uh, we've been doing a this yep. or that, sort okay. of, and okay. I think um, some, some interesting ones we could do for you. We do kind of some generic ones, but then try to tailor some to you. So mm-hmm. start off, we always wait for this one, but I'll just start off with it. Beach house or mountain
1: house? uh so am i owning it or just like it's this or that press don't make it (laughs) over just pick one of them no no i'm just kidding a beach for you personally i guess i would say owning it maybe yeah beach Mm -hmm. i mean i I don't want to i really don't want the the risk that comes with a beach house like oceanfront yeah um of course, I start thinking of it that way, but I mean, just <laughs> ideally, Maybe like you should be selling right, insurance right, and not doing. <laughs> if that's your first thought, yeah. Like, do, you, do, you do, you a, do you have flood insurance? Do you have a policy on that that you can, you know, can you uh, have coffee? Yeah, yeah. Can I get? Coffee?
2: That's what you get from yeah, the insurance yes. guys,
1: right? You get coffee I from get, the insurance it's guys, the circle, and you give it to the realtors. Yes, it's the yeah. like Java circle of life. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's just yeah. the, how the world works, <laughs> and, and <laughs> then agents take mm-hmm.
0: buyers out for coffee, Yeah.
1: and then buyers call
0: insurance people, and yeah, see that it's just.
1: This the networking of cycle coffee. of coffee, yeah. yeah, no, just all things like aside. Just I could pick like beach house, absolutely, yeah. yeah.
2: Okay, cool, good. Um, how about this one? Because I know we talked about it. You're a Carolina fan, mm-hmm. UNC, um, Carolina basketball or Carolina football? Oh, basketball. This well,
1: the, the my buddies, I have we have like a group message of this like all these Carolina guys, and we're yeah. like super diehards. We love basketball because it's just been what we've are in child my entire childhood has been mm-hmm. just championships championships yeah. championships mm-hmm. and good teams and carolina versus duke and oh, the yeah. rivalry and coach k going home crying his last game and <laughs> uh, all the beauty that came Tough with that hat. but we so bad want carolina football to be good yeah and it's like you just <laughs> want to be like you watch the sec on saturdays and like alabama and georgia and lsu mm-hmm. and all these teams and ohio state and michigan and you're like gosh, like, I just kind of want to enjoy the fall and have, like, a really good team. Yes. And it's, like, every, like, not every year, but the circle of life in Carolina football is, like, we're bad. We're bad. We're bad. They got a little better. They get a little better. They get a little better. This is the year to make some noise. And it's, like, 6-0, and baby. And Mm -hmm. then they lose, like, five straight. And it's, like, just complete heartbreak. And you have first-round quarterbacks and, like, all-town talent, like you had this year with Drake May, and it's, like, there's nothing to show for it anymore. Yeah. And so it's just the heartbreak of Carolina football just makes me always be like, well, at least there's Carolina basketball, you know, even if they're not good, it's just, you know, they've been good. I watched that
2: heartbreaking years. loss they had recently. I was in Pennsylvania. I don't remember if it was Thanksgiving or the day after or whatever. Were they playing Villanova or something? Yeah, it was like the overtime. Thanksgiving day. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, that was brutal. That one hurt. Yeah. But I will say this. It's a great atmosphere to go to if you're going to a basketball game or a football game. And I know what you mean. I would just love to see the Tar Heels. Yeah, just one year, well, this
0: once.
1: Yeah, and the I Panthers would. too. Right, <laughs> uh, I
2: mean, a different story. But
1: anyway. Yeah, I don't know which one's more unlikely right now. The Panthers are like the Tar Heels being like a well, probably the Tar Heels being a national title contender. Like I think the Panthers can turn around in the NFL quicker than the Tar Heels could. That's just my my thought.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, well, how about this one? This one's
2: always a fun one: putt putt or bowling mini golf or bowling i'll say mini golf because not all the listeners might know what putt putt is mini golf for
1: sure i can't (laughs) the bowling and the shoes like (laughs) god it just messes with me you can get like some nike bowling
2: shoes you always best guy has the freshest kicks on all the time i feel like
1: under there but um
2: yeah definitely those are nice
1: you gotta you gotta make a statement with your shoes you know they have
2: to make nike bowling
1: shoes they They make nike golf shoes i do i have nike golf shoes okay yeah Cool. But, no, no bowling. I I, I don't even mm-hmm. remember the last time I bowled, actually.
2: <laughs> my been... kid, my five-year-old wants to bowl all the time now. And it's so funny because he's like, can we please go bowling? Can we do the real bowling? Please, please, please. But he uses the little roller Gutter ball, thing. gutter yeah. ball, gutter <laughs> ball. No, he, it's impossible because we do the reals. Uh. And then he's, he doesn't even bowl. He's five. You put it on that slide thing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the little roller. He sets the ball up there, and you push it, and it just rolls down. It's never a strike. <laughs> and, and my son is like, He's in like, you know, when you go to the doctor, they give you the percentile for height, the weight and stuff. He's in like the 20th percentile for height. He's like this tall. I mean, I don't even know. And he's five. So he's like in this huge bowling ball, (laughs) the lightest one they have. And he's like putting on that thing and it. Rolls down and it sort of hits the gutter and just slowly goes over to the side, doesn't even hit a pin. And he's like, I love this. Loves
1: it. Can we go bowling again, Dad? I, can, I feel like I could see you being like an elite bowler. I don't
2: know no, why. Just, I don't,
1: do you not, Can you not see that? Like no. Travis, the all. elite bowler. No, because no.
2: he, he probably knows me a little bit more than you now, just doing the podcast so much, and he knows I'm lazy. And
0: that would just take, like, <laughs> like,
2: well, I shouldn't say I'm lazy. Like, I will sit on my phone or on a computer and work and do whatever I need to sure, for a few sure. hours. If I'm doing something exciting, if it involves like moving, oh yeah. <laughs> if I'm if I'm doing something ex- exciting like um, a new listing, and I'm out there getting drone photos and stuff, like all, all locked about in. it, yeah. yeah but yeah, if it's a lot of physical activity, if sweating is going to be involved, you're like nah. You I sweat just, when you uh, bowl, is that a thing? <laughs> oh yeah. If you're not sweating, you ain't bowling. I don't care. I don't you know, know what you're say. doing. That's out a there. good
1: tweet. You should tweet that later. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you're not sweating, you're not bowling. I feel like you could. That's like a microcosm of life. Uh, yeah, it might be. But um, no, how mm-hmm. do you not
2: sweat when you bowl? It seems I'm hot. Never sweat. Yeah, I don't think yeah, I don't, think, I don't remember ever, ever sweating unless like the
1: air conditioning was broken. <laughs> I'm sweating now. Trip. It's hot. I should
2: <laughs> take this jacket off anyway. Can, but
1: you can take it off.
2: Well, well, I might just do that. I didn't want to be yeah. super distracting. Shame, shameless plug. To, mm-hmm. Oh to yeah, the firm. yeah. It's actually all of this was planned. By the way, this is my Premier South <laughs> Real Estate shirt. If you're interested in Premier South, give me a call. <laughs> um no anyway you got any this or that's taylor uh
1: yeah real tree or artificial tree oh yeah. Uh, ideally real tree uh but motivation to (laughs) go get like real tree and like saw stuff and do any type of like tool work with it is just mm -mm, i can't yeah i just -hmm. i have zero ability with any type of tools and so it's it's terrible but I love the smell of a real tree. Mm-hmm. I just love the ease of an artificial tree. So I have an artificial tree up right now. We've yeah. contemplated getting a real tree for like. I was our, gonna say,
2: how's your wife feel about the artificial tree? Is she good with? Yeah, it? Yeah, she's fine with it. Oh, yeah, she's yeah, she's lucky. Mm-hmm. My wife forces us to get a, a <laughs> yeah. real Christmas tree every year.
1: Yeah, I feel like that's just. I feel like you have to do that though. We've actually contemplated getting one for like our like shed that we've redone into like yeah. a office. And well, you got a tree in know, there, don't yeah, you? <laughs> yeah, we already have. That. <laughs> Another, yeah, that's actually, an
2: unfortunate incident recently. It's reasons, not real estate so. related, but yeah, that is um, the most uh, decorating story. Yeah, just <laughs>
1: let it roll. <laughs> my mom actually had the thought. I don't know if you've watched Christmas Vacation before with Clark Griswold, but <laughs> yeah. no, I'm mean, What are you talking about? What well, is some this? People, what some is people, this Christmas vacation? You mean like some people actually say they have, that yeah. I watched it eight times this year, Chris? Like, well, some people, some people legit that I know have not seen it, and so yeah. I start talking about it, and they're like, I don't know what you're talking about. So I just feel like I have I to preface now. But I think I that's someone that you just need to, like, cut out of get your rid life. Of yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, I agree with that. <laughs> that's, that's, I agree with that. But, no, yeah. so my mom had the idea. It like, you should totally run with the Clark Griswold theme. like, put half of the tree inside and then have, like, the, cut it and then, like, you know, fasten it to the yeah. ceiling yeah. You know, or the roof of the house and make it look like this, like, Clark Griswold-looking thing. Um, but, yeah, that, that was an unfortunate be nice. Where are you going to
2: mm-hmm. put a tree that big?
1: <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Actually, Griswold you didn't see that. me at the parade, but I have my Clark Griswold <clears throat> hockey jersey. on. Oh, nice! I keep getting ads for those on Instagram. Yeah, like you're mm-hmm. asking if
2: I know the show. Well, they're targeting <laughs> ads for me for Clark Griswold jerseys and like shitters full mugs and stuff.
1: Um, anyway, I it's had just the funny. I had like the retro Chicago Bill or Chicago Bills Chicago Bears hat <laughs> yeah. um, with the like Blackhawks jersey. Nice. And somebody from Chicago, you know, in Belmont was like, "Yeah, go Blackhawks." I was like, "What? Who, who are they talking to?" <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Karis is like your Jersey and I'm like oh, oh yeah that's that's who that is that's uh-huh. funny it's like Clark Jersey yeah. you're like who are you talking to <laughs> yeah I was like what the Bears I don't like the Bears you need like, mortgage oh, sir do <laughs> yeah. you know who Preston Lindy guy is yeah. Yeah. for all your mortgage servicing needs
2: I didn't see you in the parade but we were we got behind and then there were the karate people behind us and <laughs> There were
1: like nunchucks flying a foot from my face. And, I mean, we were constantly running up and down. I was hoping I would see you sitting on the cart your mom made and just like her pushing you to up Main oh, Street. Oh, the redneck rattle mm-hmm. cart she made. Like, we, about, we about lost it a couple of times. Uh, the railroad
2: tracks were quite challenging. Yeah, that would Because she had had this little rolling cart, and she sends me a picture of it, and the wheels are like not even an inch tall, and I'm like, Mom, that's not going to make it down the street. <laughs> so we're in just true southern redneck fashion. My mom takes the cart... And my dad is like, put it on that dolly and we'll tape it down. So they, <laughs> she had like this little office cart on a dolly that had bigger wheels or am a dolly. I don't know what you'd yeah. call it, but you know, little four wheels. And mm-hmm. and then it's just like clear packing tape, not even duct tape or something strong. Just like clear packing tape, like an entire roll wrapped I around rubber it. Bands and so yeah. she's got it loaded down with candy and some little toys and stuff. And I had some bags I was carrying. And you get to the railroad tracks. It's like, oh, we'll pick it up from the top. Well, you pick it up, (laughs) and that dolly's kind of starting to hang from the tape. And um, oh man, we got lost it a couple times. So next year. Uh, one of my clients that just recently sold, they reached out like right before the parade, and they were like, hey, you want to use our golf cart?
1: Yeah. And I'm like, I would love to. I <laughs> if you could just now, like, stop being like, an embarrassment to yeah. Belmont. It's, it's like, like, <laughs> is, is there any way we can like, tie this dolly to your yeah. golf cart? If so, then yes, <laughs> right. absolutely. Yeah,
2: if you can get it to me right now, that'd be fantastic. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I feel so like n- the dolly has to like be a thing now. Yeah, I don't know. Next year, we might do the golf cart. Maybe we get a golf cart, and we pull the dolly Yeah, exactly. With the, the candy cart on it. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what I was like. I shouldn't be surprised, but at one point we got towards the end stretch. A lot of people were out of candy at that point Mm -hmm. because there were thousands of people there and tons of kids, and we're towards the end, and I'm kind of throwing like some stuff out to the right, and I hear this lady on the left (laughs) side going, you can throw candy out on the left side, too, you know. (laughs) We want some candy over here, too, you know. (laughs) Come on. And I threw a Tootsie Roll at her so hard. (laughs) Anyway, I didn't really. I shouldn't.
1: You should, nah, nah, yeah, I, I the you should have. I didn't. No, but I was the best. You should have taken take one of your children's
2: ever.
0: books and just plucked it <laughs> yeah. right in her
2: face. There, there's little
1: plastic glasses we had. <laughs> You take the we're nunchucks from the karate kid behind yeah. you yeah. hey can you uh, excuse yeah. me sir that, the bad thing is I can visualize exactly what this person was like based off your impression yes because it's the it's most uh, it's the most like boomer Gaston County thing ever they had like a cigarette bouncing in their mouth holding a baby while they were yelling yeah.
2: um, it's like the people at Halloween I, you know I get it go get your candy mm-hmm. that's fine yeah. But sounds
0: 80 but it's actually like 31 yeah. well at Halloween they block
2: off our neighborhood and we get a lot of people and some adults will like wear a costume and they have a kid and they'll hold mm-hmm. theirs like, okay whatever i'll give you that that's fine there's some adults that are not dressed up they're walking around with like a two month old holding out candy i'm like that's not for your two yeah month yeah that i know you're not right. even dressed up like you didn't put any effort no. into this i had yeah. to go buy this candy <laughs> yeah. if you're going to be an adult and get some candy at least like put <laughs> you some effort open into the it. door and <laughs> just look past. but yeah, a parade like <laughs> you're getting the parade you're here Mm -hmm. you're getting the entertainment i'm not obligated (laughs) to give you candy
1: yeah that's actually i'm in the uh so the Cramerton parade next week i think we're going to watch that one well you will get the opportunity yeah reverse reverse. my (laughs) grandfather uh is going to be the grand marshal in it so my daughter and my wife and i were riding in the car with him and you know chucking candy cool. so i'll if y'all hear you throw me some yelling candy. at me and mm-hmm. saying throw yeah. candy over here you yeah. know i'll be <laughs> like <laughs> Left, I need you. You, actually I'll i really it. hope you yell that at me now you need to yell that at me i will but then i'll have like my premiere
2: gear on and somebody will be like that realtor was so rude <laughs> <laughs> cannot believe the way he was yelling for that candy it's just a tootsie <sighs> roll mm-hmm.
1: anyway yeah that's <laughs> you you need to get there early enough to stand at floyd and blackie's Oh, over okay. The, you know, over the on, new porch right there. Yeah, so
2: I guess they'll be open, and yeah, I'm sure should, that deck will be yeah. like packed. You'll have to get there, like, at you know 9 a.m. Yeah. How about, could I, like, get a ladder and just climb on top of your dad's business on you the should. roof? Yeah. And sit there. That would Probably work. a good spot. <laughs> that would work. But, yeah, there's so many parades. Our parade, they do it at, like, 3.30 on a Tuesday, because I guess it's a tradition from the Milltown town.
1: Yeah, that was like the but, only day that the meal workers were off. Were, yeah. was Tuesday, and so they've kept it at Tuesday for.
2: But so many people complain about. Oh, like, it's still. It, you get on the Belmont Facebook groups, <laughs> dude. People lose their mind. Oh yeah. Why
1: would the parade be
2: Tuesday at three thirty? Like, what kind of stupid? <laughs> we can't make it back in time to see that, our
1: like, kid dance in it. Yeah, kind of like, real. sorry,
2: you're not going to see a couple of agents walking down the street and <laughs> you know a pageant winner from yeah. three hours away.
1: And, um, yeah, like Anyway, <laughs> East Mech's, like, ROTC was in it. And I was like, I can understand West Mech. Yeah. But, like, East Mech, they had to just come all the way across Charlotte. <laughs> yeah, that's a long haul. <laughs> <like, laughs> just, yeah. to, like, walking the parade.
2: You either have no parade in your town or your <laughs> parade sucks. Like, you hate it if you're like, oh, let's go <laughs> do that other let's one. Let's go
0: to Belmont. We, uh, coming. The other day, we went to this really fun uh, tree lighting thing in Landis. Um, How far is that from your house? From our Like, 15 minutes. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's not far from me but it's, it's kind like of far an from here. hour from here yeah. yeah but they uh they had a little kids um school band and it wasn't like your traditional school band it was a steel drum band oh gosh <laughs> and they were just clink, playing clink, clink. steel
1: drums. it's like play. a jamaican christmas thing <laughs> yeah. like michael actually, scott when he yeah. comes back from jamaica in the office hot, hot, hot. yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah,
2: that was well, good. I'm glad. Did you enjoy that? Yeah, was it worth it? Did, you didn't have to pay to
0: go to this event, did you? Absolutely. Did not, you yell really? at him?
2: We need some steel drums <laughs> on the left side too.
0: I did. I was such a grinch. You're... That's not how you play steel drums. Yeah, it's
2: and not even right. Take you see those
0: things. Yeah. Take them from
2: blink, the kids. Blink, 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 blink. <laughs> I don't know. Everybody does play the the one classic mm-hmm. little. I can't mm-hmm. even do it. The blink 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah, just that one over and over. Yeah, yeah. Um, have you mm-hmm. seen this? this? Is all right. We're really going down the trail here. There's some dude. It's always like, what on, happens when we like. I talk know this. it, man. Mm-hmm. There's some guy on like TikTok or something that has, I guess, like a steel drum and he'll go out in the water and be like spinning it in the rain and oh, playing yeah. it and doing all this wild stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's it's cool and it's getting all this attention, but like you, you got to start somewhere with that. Like at some point, when nobody's watching you <laughs> and you don't have fifty thousand followers yeah. and you have nothing. You're like, I'm going to take my steel drum out in the river in the rain (laughs) Mm -hmm. just play for a little bit and see how that works Mm -hmm. and be like, I
1: like this. Now I'm going to bring my phone out here in the water and video it. (laughs) I feel like people Um, really took... Like advantage of like the fact that people will watch really anything as long as it <laughs> provides some type of entertainment because yeah. I mean remember like four or five years ago when like Facebook at 3 a.m. would like constantly show you like this random village in the middle of nowhere and then making like a oh, pool and like yeah. a house out of mud and sticks and it's kind of like or fast mm-hmm. motion too yes. so it's kind of like it has like the ASMR type mm-hmm. feel to it too mm-hmm. and it's like 3 a.m. it would always just show up on your feed when you just turn over and like yep. surf for a minute and I feel like at that always. point was when some type of algorithm took note that the average American will watch absolutely anything yeah. uh-huh. if they need enough entertainment at that time. Why mm-hmm. are those
2: so intriguing?
1: though? I still watch those. I think it's the uh-huh. kid and you like thinks you could you could pull it off in your own backyard. Yeah, yeah like mm-hmm. I remember
2: me and my neighbor when we were kids. There was uh, we lived in Timberlake in Belmont, and a lot of it was not developed yet. So we had like empty lots beside us, but they were wooded. And i just remember us digging a hole one time we were just like <laughs> we're going to build this like secret fort down here and it'll be this room and all this and after like months we ended up having just like an eight foot deep <laughs> hole in the middle of nowhere and i mean there's a house built <laughs> the there cops down. came and they're like <laughs> who's
0: trying to bury someone here really like what
2: if you bought that land because uh, like, i don't know this who random eight foot hole <laughs> yeah like what a weird uh-huh. You know, have
0: aliens visited us? <laughs> we, like, why is there an eight foot yeah, hole here? We did that as kids. Our uh, it's just intriguing. Yeah, I think some of those videos. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Our backyard. We uh, we actually had this elaborate plan one time where we were going to build a hole or dig a hole, fill it up with water, and then put just like a little layer over it to get our sister to come out and you know step in the hole and get all gross and muddy and then our mom found out and she made us fill it back in yeah
2: at one point we were gonna put like sticks and leaves and stuff over it and try to catch Mm -hmm. a deer because we would actually have some deer going there and um i don't know we just Mm -hmm. we never caught one and never did anything (laughs) with it so there was no afterthought
0: like once it's in there how would three like six-year-olds get that yeah, out so <laughs> weird too because we
2: would catch like salamanders and uh-huh. just put them in it I don't, I don't know if they climb out or if they
0: made it at all or not they're dead um, they're they're still FBI. in there.
1: your fbi agent listening to that is gonna be like you did what to those salamanders yeah oh, yeah <laughs> like
0: peta's calling now four thousand
2: years from now somebody's excavating and they're like we have to find out why there were 80 salamander (laughs) bodies here like why did they die all in this one spot eight feet deep you're like well yeah yeah, well there'll be some
0: big conspiracy like there's a natural river Right here. Right. How did they tunnel was, their way? And there was some Idiot. type of
1: pollution that yeah. <laughs> like caused them to all die in this random hole. Yeah, yes. this
0: one like three square foot area. It's like what <laughs> would
1: what if, what would a seven year old Travis have done if he would have walked into like a full grown buck was just sitting oh, in that eight gosh. foot like mm-hmm. hole? Like what, what was your next plan of action? Yeah. having no know? plans after that. We <laughs> yeah, just, take us back. Walk us through that.
2: <laughs> can I tell you something though? The uh the vacant lots beside us, and again, we're just I've just grown up southern redneck like we're just idiots i don't know we would bag our grass when we would mow it and we just ride down like two or three lots away where you couldn't see it (laughs) it. and just dump it like right there on their lot i mean just i don't know so after a certain Mm -hmm. point even that starts to kind of pile up and it starts decomposing the yeah. dying and stuff but you're
0: like oh they're gonna find out yeah, we gotta like, go to next right. lot over or like somebody <laughs> buys
2: that house or that lot and they start developing and you're like crap next thing you know it. i'm driving 10 minutes in my neighborhood <laughs> to dump the bags of the grass clippings on some random lot that's um, what we
1: didn't get into too much like woodsy stuff we were just like always for some reason just any type of sport that we can yeah. make out of any game mm-hmm. but like you know where so you're going down eagle road and before you get to the railroad tracks to go into Cranmerton, you take mm-hmm. a left on that one road, like Eastwood Road, I believe it is. Yeah, where like I'm Swim Club yeah, yeah. is. And, yeah. and so we lived. I got a speeding ticket there one time. <laughs> That's a they dangerous place. There. Yeah, They, they sit they there. They wait. <laughs> so like if you go maybe half a mile on Eastwood and you look to the left in that Glen Arbor neighborhood, that was our, my, like my family's house. Mm-hmm. They still live there. My parents do. Um, but we would be in our backyard, and I like cleared out the woods just enough where we would like be seven or eight years old and try to hit a golf ball to see if we could clear the road. And it was one time that <laughs> oh we did it, and we like, somebody. "Yeah, we were like, all right. we don't, we'd always listen for cars. It had to be like a quiet. We'd wait for it to be still, no wind blowing, and we like, mm-hmm. do we hear any cars coming? We're like, no. So one time, my brother hits it, and it just kind of slices, and I'm like, oh, it, it's gonna clear it, and we see a car, we're like, and it hits the wheel, <laughs> oh. and it slams on the brakes, and we're like. Right. we all just paused and we ran inside he's like i don't uh, some variation of us are crying hysterically thinking the cops are going to come <laughs> right and like you just see this car kind of slowly like kind of like the guy's like driving kind of looking around like yeah oh, that was weird what was that And just drives Jeez. away but yeah we were clearing you know trying to clear roads with golf balls and mm-hmm. you know played basketball games that were you know 500 to uh, 498 that went on for like wow. three weeks you know yeah so
2: that's fun stuff man we always mm-hmm. rode bikes and Rollerblades and then the like jackass videos were getting really popular at the time. So me and my friends, we were videoing. We had like the old VC or the I don't mm-hmm. know the old video recorder. You'd put the VHS tape in, and we would record ourselves trying to do stunts and diving in bushes and just doing
1: so. If stupid I like, stuff. if I find like YouTube far enough <laughs> back to the original days, I'll see like Travis Wilson attempts to like go over grass pile with bike. I don't know what is on <laughs> clears YouTube. a foot hole.
2: I don't know what is on YouTube of. Of me in the past. It's kind of scary. I should probably do like a, a general sweep of YouTube and <laughs> facial to recognition see there. Yeah. to see if your face pops up anywhere. Yeah, because I don't know. We we used to just do stupid stuff like
1: that's what, I, I don't mean, know. I feel like that's just the passage of life. It is. It's mm-hmm. part of it. You got to. You got to learn and one then way or another. One day, you know, you do that, and then the next day you're you know selling real estate in your hometown and just dominating life.
2: Yeah, um, mm-hmm. something like that. In fact, yeah. that's exactly how it he's, happened.
1: He's living life.
2: That made me feel good. <laughs> so we're just going to say that yeah. that's what's happening mm-hmm. here. Um, yeah. But anyway, man, uh, you know i don't know did you have anything else taylor specifically for press
0: uh i don't think so we promised an hour I know, and then we I don't want to go
2: too far but yeah, yeah no <clears> this <throat> was great i mm-hmm. did want like maybe one more thing because i'm
0: just interested to see if you could well i gotta check a wreck so. okay okay uh <clears throat> so check a wreck white bmw just mm-hmm
2: Mm -hmm. what in the real estate industry just or just in general just
0: in general because like i feel like every agent who calls them (laughs) like if you have top producer in your bio you have a white bmw (laughs) and in general the white bmws are the most inconsiderate drivers (laughs) (laughs) oh my god that's a bold (laughs) statement
2: but what if your uh, one of your clients is listening it, and they're like, "I was going to use but Taylor, but I'm not now because yeah, I, I, I have a white BMW, BMW, BMW and I'm not
1: I'm not using you now." There mm. is the stereotype, though. It is it's I, definitely it's definitely like the the typical like lender thing is that they're just like this ultram, ultimate golf guy and like <laughs> it's just ultimate golf lender guy. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. kind of like the persona, you know. So I, when I, I think lenders, so I just think coffee. And I know that makes people <laughs> yeah. mad, but... Um, you want to get coffee after this? Sure. That sounds <laughs> wonderful.
2: Let's do that. I'll go get a cookie from the coffee shop or a frappe. You know, I'm yeah. not a coffee guy, but... I mean, you did bring me a treat. Yeah, uh, I did and, so, did. and that looks amazing. Mm-hmm. Good so stuff. I appreciate that. But uh, I'll, I'll say this. If there's a, um, a mortgage lender, broker, uh, loan officer, I know there's some different variances sure. between those, but they're listening, they're in the business... What would you say is one thing they could do today, right now, to improve their business? Just one thing they could do today, and it could be something super simple. You're not allowed major. to say more coffee. Yeah,
0: more. <laughs> or buy a white <laughs> more BMW. More coffees. Buy a white BMW. More
1: coffees and more golf. <laughs> no, um, I, mean, I know it sounds cliche as crap, but I mean, literally just be genuine. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. be authentic and be genuine. Don't be to try to be someone you're not. Um, yeah like don't play into what you perceive your weak. like don't just be yourself you know yeah. like mm-hmm. genuinely care about people um i know at the end of the day transactions matter because that's how we make money that's how we put food on the table um but this is, this is an amazing opportunity as lenders to walk somebody through the biggest financial transaction of their entire life mm-hmm. um and there's a lot of weight behind that because of i mean there's, I always tell people, I'm like, I remember when I bought my first house, there was a lot of zeros after numbers that used to not have a lot of zeros behind them. And that just in and of itself is scary. Yeah. Um, Especially when you don't know the inner workings of like what goes into the process, it can be super scary. So you getting to kind of be the front line of kind of calming their nerves, letting them know, hey, people buy houses all the time. We're going to take care of you. You're not going to get into something that you don't want to get into. Right. We're not going to, I mean, at least in American <laughs> security, we don't. We're not going to hide fees behind certain things to trick you. Mm-hmm. Um, transparency matters and kind of being that available, you know, hey, you, want, you have any questions? Like I'm talking to you like I would talk to my little brother about yeah. this. You know what I mean? I, I, one of my first deals was with my brother's friend uh, who was in dental school and i literally was like look you can go with the lender he, he was up in chapel Hill. he He's like you can go with mm-hmm. that lender that you met there or you can go with me but regardless just come back to me you're my brother's friend let's let's make sure that you're doing the right deal and if that's not me then i don't I'm, that's right. not what i mean yeah i'm treating you like i would treat my little brother and i would hope people would treat my family the way that i would treat you and you if know, you don't you know? go with me i'm never talking right right <laughs> but I on top mean, of that but never like lose my wanna, number but no and, that's what you want and that's and ultimately i'm I mean, of course, at the end, he went with me and we closed Mm -hmm. um, and all that. But, I mean, at the end of the day, it's like you want people to treat, you know, you want to treat people how you would hope people are treating your family when they're consumers of other products. And so that's the way I always think. I always think down the road when, you know, my daughter is, you know, doing whatever as she gets older, I'm hoping somebody's going to treat her with the integrity and character um, that I treat people's daughters and sons when they come to buy a house or yeah. whatever it may be, and so it's it's hard to always think that way because it can be such a stressful, mm-hmm. you know, time. Especially in this market, it can be easy to be so transactionally minded. Yeah, um, but kind of getting rooted back to why are you why are you doing it? The opportunity you have to be a light to people in in such a stressful time and kind mm-hmm. of be get to see the finish line of when they close and they get to take the picture at the end. And you're mm-hmm. like, yeah, like it's just intrinsically is a great feeling when you yeah. get to see them, like you helped them accomplish that goal, you know? Yeah, yeah. for sure, man. I heard once uh, my
0: old boss, um, back when I worked at Tough Shed, um, he would always ask, um, you know, is, is this a shed you would want your grandma to have? And so I think that like kind of transferred, yeah, like absolutely. is this level of service that you provide the same level of service that you would provide to your grandma right you now and absolutely i feel like
1: that's and it sounds so mm-hmm. like not even cliche just kind of cheesy yeah cheesy yeah. and you're like but no that's real you know mm-hmm. it's like yeah at the end of the day we're all human beings and we're you know we're going after the same things in life and it's like no, if I can't have the decency to treat somebody with the respect they deserve, just as a, a bottom line, as a human being, then mm-hmm. what am I? What am I doing here? You know, is right. I, What are we doing here? You know? Yeah.
2: Do you think – You said you were. Um, you went to school for psychology, mm-hmm. or you got a.
1: You'd yeah, say it, cause bachel- I'm not the bachelor's in psychology and a master's in organizational psychology. Okay, I didn't want to wow. say it incorrectly. <laughs> yeah, <but, laughs> why'd
0: um, <laughs> you decide mortgage lending? <laughs> yeah,
1: it's you know, maybe
0: we should circle back to yeah. that one for a second. Well, I
2: think that's kind of why I brought it up again is I, I've i always been big on like the mm-hmm. psychology of sales and mm-hmm. how yeah, people want to be treated it. and how mm-hmm.
1: to react. So, did that experience help you in what you're oh, doing? For sure, now? I think that's a huge part. I mean, just mm-hmm. I mean, you can break it down on so many levels just as a salesperson. Yes, it helps to know just kind of how the inner workings of someone's mind, you know, works and kind of how you can apply that. Um, But then even with working in like interpersonal relationships at work with team members, um, it's huge because you know that, I mean... If they help you get to where you know, a loan is closed and they're doing a lot of the back end stuff, if they don't feel appreciated. Yeah. Why would they want to continue working with you? And so it's this constant like making sure, hey, it was so and so on my team. Do they, they went over and beyond this transaction? Like, did I take the time to personally thank them? Or like, do we, you know, do we go out to lunch and say, hey, thanks so much? I know you did more than like you usually do on a normal loan and this was kind of tricky. So like, you know, I feel like a lot of that kind of stuff is how mm-hmm. you're treating your team is huge from what I've learned in, in kind of the psychology side of things. Yeah. Um, but then also, you know, when you're dealing with a consumer, the consumer mind is, is crazy. And that's a lot of what we've been dealing with, with higher interest rates was, you know, the initial this time last year when rates did spike, like they did, I mean, it's purely psychological at that point because the consumer had seen two and three percent interest rates for a couple of years, yeah. And all of a sudden, now you're trying to sell them on six and seven. That you had to give the consumer time to catch up mm-hmm. and be okay with that, yeah. Um, knowing that, okay, you know, the whole well, paradigm it shift right. from right. Mm-hmm. hey, it you wasn't can get percent interest rate, and now it's seven. And there was or no, whatever. it, it mm-hmm. wasn't subtle at all, and it yeah. wasn't, it wasn't a slow transition either. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so it didn't. The consumer didn't have time to process how did we get to 6 to 7% interest rates what do you mean i can't afford that house that i could have afforded a year ago mm-hmm. anymore? Yeah. like well that doesn't make any sense to me yep. and so given the consumer and given the consumer time to make you know get come to reality and come to grips with that was huge Because, you know, you could beat it in their head and say, marry the house and date the rate a million mm. times. I mean, you can say it all day until you're blue in the face. I know some people that have said yeah. it like a million times. <laughs> mm-hmm. but They're like, on social media. And it's <laughs> like, yeah, but at that point, like, it doesn't help the fact that the consumer is like, yes, I understand I can refi, but I can't even grasp how we got to 6 to 7% in the first place. So just give me time to process it. And they needed to Mm -hmm. have time to realize Mm -hmm. that unless we go into another pandemic, God forbid, or another, you know, some type of world war or something, some type of crazy event, we're not going to get back into those times really ever Mm -hmm. again down into the twos like that. Mm -hmm. And so letting the consumer catch up to that fact and be like, okay, look, 6%, it sucks compared to 2%. Like, let's just be real. It Mm -hmm. does. but what am I doing to accomplish the goals that I still want to have? And, you know, does that mean buying a little smaller house right now and Mm -hmm. knowing that it's going to help me get to where I want to go eventually? um, It's just you had to give the consumer time to catch up to that and then be a resource in the meantime that is there to answer questions that they have that helps them get to that point. That was the biggest thing for us and our team Mm -hmm. was the fact that we, you know, you give the consumer space to in a certain extent to process that, but also – make sure that you're adding value apart from just headlines and one-liners that are just yeah. getting thrown at them that they think, oh, every lender in real estate is going to say that because you want to make money. Right. But truly, when you started boiling down to like, okay, well, yeah, interest rates lower in a couple months, you're going to see high due diligence again. You're going to see multiple offers, 8, yeah. 9, 10, 11, 12 offers. Mm-hmm. And like, and like we talked about, advantage. you're
2: already still seeing that in some areas right. around here. So it's, exactly. if those rates even hit like, Five
1: point seven five or something. I think it's, it's going to be, be a madhouse. It is, and that's and so. And I've always told people, I'm like, and it, it is so individualized per you know per person. If you can make it work right now and not feel like you're making yourself house poor and not feel like you're putting a huge financial burden on you and your family, then yeah, buying right now truly is probably better than buying in six to eight months when the rates yeah. come down because then you're going to be in this pool of pent up demand that mm-hmm. everybody's been waiting on. And mm-hmm. so if you can make it work now great but if not you kind of have to know the ramifications of what come with a lower rate market and it is i might be making 20 offers on a house before i get one you know? yeah yeah so it's I, it is interesting how psychology does play with that
2: and i don't think people fully understand like you get those lower rates and now a house hits the market now people are competing for it so it's going to close let's say it closes twenty five thousand above list price well now that house is 475 well the next cell in the neighborhood can say Oh, here's a recent sale in the neighborhood. Here's a comp at four seventy five. Yep. Ours is a little better for whatever reason, you know, and the market's improved. So we'll sell it at five. And they sell it, it ends up closing at five thirty. Yep. Well, now the next person comes along and like, oh, we've got these two recent sales and it can close at five fifty or something. And so, like, how do you get those prices down? To me, I always tell people it comes back to the simple supply and demand.
1: Absolutely. If there were
2: 30 homes in the neighborhood Mm -hmm. and there's not as many buyers on the market, like then you'll see prices come down. But again, still for Belmont specifically and Charlotte, Kannapolis, a lot of these areas around here that we work in and live in, there's so many people coming here. Yep. Inventory is so low. Like, I mean, seriously, we've talked about the last few listings I've had multiple offers and a closing over asking price with rates at seven and a half and 8% because there's no inventory. Um, it, I don't know. It's just, there's a lot going on and you got to have local people that are in your corner and, working for your best interest and helping you out. And I know you're you're that person and you have helped me tremendously. There's been times where Taylor and I talk about it. There's times where we're like, you know what? I'm just going to quit
1: and do something else. Like, let me yep. get on ND. Yeah. We've literally and, had, like, a conversation, oh, yeah. like,
0: probably six in the last month. Like, you're, you're interviewing <laughs> yeah. somebody. You're like, well, I'm on so this just, podcast
1: again. We want a job. Yeah. It's yeah. like, I'm yeah. done. I'm done doing this. But you, uh, you've uh-huh. always been encouraging to yeah. me,
2: and you've reached out at times just to, hey, man, just how's it going? Mm-hmm. And see you doing this. And yeah. uh, I just appreciate you and what you're doing appreciate you being on absolutely i Thank feel like you i'd love time. to have you back sometime when we I know can, we um, say that to literally
0: every guest and we genuinely mean it because every single time mm-hmm. like i like this podcast has serious like every time we do an episode i walk away feeling so motivated yeah. and like you gotta learn fresh new perspective and new ideas yeah. and
2: mm-hmm. um like you know we had brett Caraway on recently and mm-hmm. learned so much from him that yeah it makes me want to Mm-hmm. Immediately go and try to implement some of these things in yeah. my business. So yeah, uh, just really enjoy it. Yeah, really well, appreciate you being guys. here. Definitely mm-hmm. want to do it again. Absolutely. So have well, thank to you sometime. guys and
1: thanks for what you're doing. This is it's yeah. a cool resource for a lot of people. He says thanks, thanks and he'll yeah. do
2: it again. But he'll after <laughs> this he's probably like I'm never doing that. <laughs> yeah, yet. that was great That was I <laughs> will be here though.
1: anytime. Anytime <laughs> you say it. So yeah. thank you guys. Seriously. Thank you,
2: Press guy And if you want to follow him on social media um
1: press the lending guy well it's yeah. got the underscores press underscore the lending underscore guy see that's mine Is i that have to do like across the board yep everything TikTok, instagram facebook yep. well,
0: yeah well I, I guess lending. facebook's just your name yeah, yeah we'll put it yeah. in the captions and mm-hmm. stuff too. there
1: you go so yeah. all right awesome. thanks cool. man thanks guys